As we continue on our Advent pilgrimage, we are looking forward to the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So let us in prayer and praise and song today give voice to the hopes that forth in the scriptures that Christ's kingdom shall come. Grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the 6th of December 2020. It is the second Sunday of Advent. The season is all about looking forward to the coming of Christ in glory. Our readings for today's family worship service is Isaiah chapter 40 verses 1 to 11 and our gospel reading comes from the gospel according to St. Mark chapter 1 verses 1 to verse 8. The theme of our devotions this morning, the theme of our family worship service is a call to repent, a call to repent. Let us join together in prayer. Lord, help us to listen to your word. Speak to us now the gospel of your Son, Jesus Christ, so that we may be encouraged to become holy and dedicated to you. And so may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray this prayer. Amen. And so, friends, our gospel reading today is from the gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. I've singled out two verses to share some thoughts with you. Our first verse comes from verse 4. Chapter 1, verse 4, Jesus came pre- uh, not Jesus, but John came preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Again I say, John came preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And then verse 7, and this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I the thongs of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. This is the word of the Lord. And so, friends, in Jesus Christ, uh, our two texts this morning is Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 to 11, and the Gospel according to St. Mark chapter 1, verses 1 to verse 8. The theme of our family worship service, a call to repent. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, he stands there, transformed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had come to live within the prophet John the Baptist, the son of the priest Zechariah and Elizabeth, had opened himself up to the gradual transformation process of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit transformed John the Baptist into his own self and transformed him into an instrument that spoke the following truths. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, the rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And that comes from the prophet Isaiah chapter 40, verses 4 and 5. John has worked hard at what he meant to be and was crystal clear about the message that he needed to deliver to the people of God. 
And so the prophet and the son of a priest had this to say, Come and place your lives more consciously in the way of God, that your lives can be changed by the Spirit of God. John spoke to the people and delivered his special message without mincing his words. He challenged the people to examine their own faith responses. He challenged the people to examine their attitudes. Otherwise, they were running the risk of not being transformed by the Holy Spirit. Their distorted attitudes and diseased behavior will remain with them and they will never open themselves up to the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. John offered his hearers and everybody who had come to listen to him an alternative. He offered them an alternative in order to change those distorted attitudes and disease behaviors. The people must learn to expose themselves to the blazing light of God's self-giving love. Their sin conditions had permeated their actions. With courage and wisdom, John called on them to place their lives consciously in the way of God. This encounter with God will help them so that the amends that they are about to make in their lives will be real and that the deeply ingrained distorted attitudes can be uprooted. Making real amends in their lives and getting rid of their deeply ingrained distorted attitudes will help his listeners to live free and joyful lives. Therefore, if they want to won victory over that inner battle with those distorted and those diseased attitudes that constantly want to gain the upper hand in their lives, it needed to start with repentance, a confession of their sins. And so within this ever-deepening intimacy with God, the prophet John tried hard to respond to the inner promptings of the Holy Spirit within his own life. He gave himself away in a manner that drew people closer to God. It was God who empowered this prophet and God who strengthened him to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. Powerfully he used his words to draw people unto God and he pointed them into the direction of Jesus Christ. And so it did not matter how John used these words. People were just streaming from the whole countryside of Judea and Jerusalem to come and to listen to this prophet. It was his straight speaking who challenged people to repent. But today they are straight speaking that amounts to nothing more than, some, than simply rudeness. But John presented the truth in a fresh manner and he challenges us to honestly state the truth that people and governments does not want to hear. We know, we know that speaking the truth to people can cause pain. We know that speaking the truth to people can cause hurt and that they might even become defensive. 
but the power of our words at times needs to carry with it unpleasant risks. The Holy Scriptures teaches us that under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, that we will be able to speak truth to family, that under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, that we will be able to speak truth to friends or to people, and that we will be able to speak truth to power and in situations, but we will be able to do so with grace and dignity and love. For John the Baptist, the people were streaming to him, not only to be baptized, but they needed to be to repent. They needed to confess their sin. And so op a grove on afgewerkte wijze, John called his listeners to open their lives to the gifts of confessing their sin, to open their lives to the gifts of confessing their failures and their mistakes, and just to open their lives to the gifts of confessing their disease attitudes and distorted behaviors, and to accept the gift of mercy and love and grace that God had to offer them. Their lives needed to be lived in such a way that it is to be kept open to the grace of God. The God to whom they must turn is a God who is alive and a God that is and the God who was currently active among them. Repentance is not a general turning to God on the basis of moral and ethical principles. Repentance is not a general turning to God even on the basis of God's commandments. The call to repentance is an urgent call. For John's listeners, repentance must happen now, at this moment, at this time, and it was based upon the belief that this was a moment of grace. The time is now. The time was ripe. It was a Kairos moment for John's listeners. Just like the 16 days of activism is a call by God. Just like the 16 days of activism is a Kairos moment, it is a moment in which gender-based violence perpetrators need to turn to God. It is a grace moment. It is a moment of repentance. It means turning from our evil and sinful ways, but a turning to salvation. Retreated into our homes due to the lockdown measures introduced to curb the COVID-19 pandemic, our country showed an alarming increase in the already existing pandemic of violence against women and children. Our country experienced a spike in domestic violence. But conversion means turning away from possible apathy or turning away from a sin omission. Conversion means turning towards increasing awareness, galvanizing advocacy efforts, and assisting in sharing knowledge and innovations. Repentance does not mean 
I'm trying to dissociate myself from gender-based violence or femicides or the fact that black lives matters. Turning to God in this time, in this moment of 16 days of activism, turning to God in this moment is a moment of grace is to commit ourselves to change. It is to commit ourselves to the struggle for salvation. It is to be set free from this pandemic of gender-based violence and femicides and the evil against black lives right across the world. Because it is these things that hold the world in its grip. It is these pandemics that hold the world in its grip. It holds families in its grip, communities in its grips, and it even holds ourselves in its grip. And so this moment of grace is to take the boldest stand against rape of women and rape of children. Our distorted attitudes and disease behavior commences with the chains of heart. And in our conversion process, we need to oppose, we need to resist, we need to unmask all perpetrators as we speak the truth to them. Our conversion experience challenges us to speak unpleasant, unpleasant truths with firmness and to speak unpleasant truths with gentleness. And so we need to address the perpetrators. And so this moment, this 16 days of activism is a call by God. It is a call by God for perpetrators, for perpetrators to return from their evil ways, to turn towards God, it is a grace moment. It is a moment in which God offers them to turn away from evil and to turn away from sin and to turn towards God, to turn towards salvation, to repent from their evil quest and to turn to God. John the Baptist had an even more powerful message. Our text says to us and our text indicates to us and so Mark brings this to us as we quote from the gospel according to St. Mark chapter 1 verse 7. And so John had this to say, After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. John was a prophet with a prophetic message of his time. John did not speak about the power of evil who will cause more and more harm and dam damage, that will cause more suffering, that will cause more pain, and that will cause more oppression. And then, eventually, the last day will come. John did not speak in those kind of terms that eventually the last day will come in which God will come and judge the world, will destroy the world and establish God's reign on earth. John the prophet did not refer to the last day on which the Messiah will come down from heaven and the dead will rise up from their graves. 
But the prophet John spoke about a day of grace that would take place right there at the time and in the time that John was speaking to the people who listened to him. It was a gift from God. And so when the prophet John referred to Jesus, he spoke about the presence of God. He spoke about the giver of all grace that is already amongst them, that were walking already among the people of the time. In Jesus, the grace of God will challenge them to transcend their present limitations and to reach out to greater heights. John is therefore not worthy to untie Jesus' sandals because it will be Jesus who will begin a process of liberating the poor from their suffering by healing the sick, dispelling the fear of demons, encouraging the weak and the powerless and teaching people to share what they have and doing it in sharing what they have, they will do so out of their own free will. Jesus will confront the system, ignore purification rituals, argued with those who uphold the religious systems, and even led a demonstration into Jerusalem by riding on a donkey or riding on the back of a cord. Arriving at the temple, Jesus staged a sit-in. He drove out traders and money changers with a whip in his holy hand and plunged the economy of the temple into a crisis. Jesus found himself right in the middle of the enemy's camp. He was destroyed by an informant, or he was rather betrayed by an informant called Judas. He was arrested, interrogated, beaten, mocked, spat upon, put on trial, and sentenced to death. God stepped down into history in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus was tortured to death on a Roman instrument of repression. In Jesus, God came to us to show us his face, and in his resurrection appearances, Jesus demonstrated the death-defeating power of God's love, and therefore Easter is a celebration of the power of God's love and the unquenchable capacity of God's love to bring life out of death. Through the five words written into the resurrected body of Jesus, Jesus gives us symbols of the ever-present power of God's love that is always amongst us. John is therefore not worthy to stoop down and untie the thongs of the sandals of Jesus Christ. The miracle of Christmas is therefore not that a child was born, but that God was born as a child. God took on the real flesh and blood of human beings. God became what God had never previously been, a human being. The God of glory became the God of humiliation. 
And so Jesus emptied himself of his glory and he became a slave. He had been rich, yet for our sakes he became poor. Blessed with the fullness of God, he emptied himself of his glory and make himself of no reputation. And so sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, today Jesus is king. He comes to our towns and he comes to our city. He comes to our rural areas and villages and the rural areas and villages of our world. He comes to bring hope, peace. He comes to offer us salvation. His presence among us today compels us to make a choice. His presence amongst us compels us to make a deliberate decision for Jesus Christ or against Jesus Christ. We can dismiss Jesus just as a prophet. We can dismiss him just as a man and we can reject him. Or we can place our faith in Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of our lives. We can dismiss Jesus as an unimportant figure of the past with no relevance for us today. But when we come face to face with Jesus Christ, we have to make a choice. Maybe in the past you have delayed this decision to choose Jesus Christ because you might have shrunk back from the demands that Jesus might place on you. But this is your moment of grace today. This is the opportune time. This is your Kairos moment today. And so decide today and put your faith in him. The moment you do this, it will truly be a turning point in your life. Your life will be made new again. This is indeed a miracle. Because true conversion comes from a power far greater than any human effort, far greater than any human ability. A human life is the one thing that can be changed. And I hope that you believe that. Again, I say a human life is the one thing that can be changed. The stars are fixed in its courses. The laws of nature are immutable. But the free will of human beings guarantees our ability to make choices. Choices that alters our attitudes. Choices that alters our outlook. Choices that alters our behavior and our thought patterns. Choices that alters our way of life. Choose. Repent, John the Baptist said, to those who listen to him. Today I say turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, as you repent and as you turn to him. Because this is your moment of grace. This Advent season is the opportune time. Turning to God during this time is the gift that God has to offer you. And it all starts with a change of heart. But it also starts with Jesus. I accept you as the Lord and Savior of my life.
in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory be to God the Father, glory be to God our Mother and our Creator, Jesus Christ God's Son and the Holy Spirit, our Upholder and our Guide. Let us join together in prayer. God fully human yet fully divine, you know what it is like to have no real home. Because we know today that you were born in a stable because there were no vacancies in places of hospitalities. Oh God, we know that you had to flee as a refugee with life-threatening attempts in your life. In the season of Advent, your, your, in the season of Advent, your frailty is remembered your vulnerability is acknowledged. Your purpose for the world is revered. Come to give us protection. Come and give us shelter. To subdue the proud and to also strengthen the weak amongst us. Come to us in our times of vulnerability, O God. Help us so that we are enablers to offer hope to a world in need. And so we pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen. <laughs>